from the Gospel of Luke, the 13th chapter, verses 10 through 17. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. Here ends this reading. At the end of a great show, many stand-up comedians love to celebrate with a distinctive move. They drop the mic. Boom. In comedy terms, this means that they have nailed it, done a fantastic job, set the place on fire, left the audience in stitches. Dropping the mic has been around for decades. Eddie Murphy dropped the mic in 1983 at the end of a stand-up special. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock then made it a part of their routines. At the Tony Awards one year, Neil Patrick Harris didn't just drop the mic, he tossed it. After singing at an MTV Video Music Awards ceremony, Beyonce did a drop and revealed that she was pregnant. In any case, you drop the mic when you think you've nailed it, done a fantastic job. The mic hits the floor and you walk away victorious. In today's Gospel reading, Jesus nails it. He's teaching in one of the Galilean synagogues on the Sabbath day. He's not singing or do a, doing a stand-up comedy routine, but He's drawing a crowd anyway. Just then, a woman appears. She has been afflicted for 18 years, leaving her bent over and unable to stand up straight. Jesus calls her over and says, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. He lays his hands on her, and immediately she stands up straight and begins to praise God. Jesus is victorious over the crippling spirit, but to accentuate his triumph, does Jesus drop the mic? Now, not everyone is impressed. The leader of the synagogue is indignant because Jesus has broken a religious law by healing on the day of rest. The leader says to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. He scolds the crowd for seeking healings on the Sabbath, and criticizes Jesus performing the work of healing. Jesus responds, You hypocrites, do not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead 
it away to give it water? The people nod their heads yes, admitting that they do this. And ought not this woman, asked Jesus, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? Again, they nod in agreement, realizing that he's right. And opponents, the opponents of Jesus are immediately put to shame. And the entire crowd rejoices at all the wonderful things that Jesus is doing. Jesus has nailed it in the Galilean synagogue, set the place on fire, and achieved a complete victory over his opponents. Jesus could have dropped the mic. That certainly was the assessment of the crowd. Wow, he nailed it. They were delighted. But no mic was dropped. Yes, Sabbath day or not, there's nothing wrong with celebrating healing and a victory over hypocrisy. When a woman is healed, shame on anyone who gets hung up on religious regulations about Sabbath keeping. Jesus knows that God's focus is on the needs of the woman, not on the letter of the law. In a similar way, we should not be timid about doing God's work, in particular freeing the oppressed and speaking the truth to power. As Christians, we can follow Jesus boldly, but do we need to drop the mic? Well, we can begin by liberating oppressed people as Jesus did when he healed the woman. Although Luke doesn't tell us exactly what the nature of her affliction is, we certainly know people today who are burdened by life and cannot stand up straight. The abused, the unemployed, the addicted, teenagers caught up in sex trafficking, children who struggle to be successful at school, members of a church put time and energy into a tutoring program which supports the students of the school next door. The students come from 40 countries and speak 28 languages, and many are needy, disadvantaged, or have struggles with the English language. The members know that these children are burdened by their schoolwork. It is hard for students to stand up straight when they cannot understand their assignments and participate in class. So church members volunteer to tutor on Wednesday nights and to establish relationships with these students. One-on-one -on -one pairing between tutors and students seems to be the greatest benefit of the program. A member of the school's faculty observes that these children often lack the confidence to speak up in class. They come here and get that reinforcement, she says. The next day when the teacher reviews, they may be ready to raise their hands. Her conclusion, it's made a huge difference. One-on-one -on -one tutoring is critical intervention in the lives of needy and disadvantaged students. It is in line with the work that Jesus did to free the oppressed and bring good news to the poor. Christians who serve in this way are helping children to stand up straight, mount up with wings like eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. After serving in this way, tutors could proudly drop the mic, boom. But they just continue their work 
with humility. Christians can also speak the truth to power, as Jesus did when he blasted people who objected to his work of healing on the Sabbath. A similar kind of truth-telling happens when a group advocates for immigrants and refugees. In the Gospels, we have a Savior who was born a refugee child who was seeking refuge for the first years of his life. We can speak truth to power, stressing the importance of showing Christian hospitality to refugees. While we know that our country needs a strong screening system to keep us safe, we need to side with Jesus in wanting to ease the suffering of fellow human beings. Laws certainly have a place in our religious and national lives. On the whole, our Christian tradition encourages us to be law abiders and commandment keepers. The Apostle Paul made clear that the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus was clear that his mission was to bring good news to the poor, release to the captives, and freedom to the oppressed. Ought not this woman, asked Jesus, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? The answer in the time of Jesus was yes, and it is still yes today. In a synagogue in Galilee, Jesus freed the oppressed and spoke the truth to power. His actions healed a woman and put his opponents to shame. Today, Jesus challenges us to do the very same with the boldness that he showed to the crowd and to the leader of the synagogue. Maybe our mission is to tutor disadvantaged children, or assist battered women, or fight sex trafficking, or work with those who are addicted, or welcome refugees, or participate in creation care. Like Jesus, we can take bold stands as we free the oppressed and speak truth to power. We can never be sure our actions will lead to celebration and not condemnation, to rejoicing instead of rejection. Luke tells us that the healed woman immediately began praising God, and the entire crowd rejoiced at all the wonderful things Jesus was doing. But for Jesus, the objective of using his healing power was not to gain praise. Giving life to a suffering world was a drop-the-mic moment but no mic hit the floor. When we are successful in doing God's work, we could drop the mic and walk away victorious, but we don't need to. Yeah, it's always a good feeling to know when we have been successful and receive praise in our serving, but we should remain humble. And Jesus gave us the ultimate rock drop the mic moment as he humbly gave his life for us on a cross, on a trash heap instead of a stage. The audience was not laughing and applauding, but those who saw Jesus days later were amazed. They knew, and we know, Jesus nailed it.
Though I may speak with bravest fire And have the gift to all inspire But have not love, my words are vain As sounding brass and hopeless gain Though I may give all I possess And striving so Prophet soon turns strangely thin.